Hello, you're listening to the Secret Keepers Club podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Secret Keepers Club. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. My name is Carly Aquilino. I am your host. We have a great episode for you this week. Got a lot of questions that you guys sent in over to secretkeepersclub at gmail.com. I hope you all had a great week last week and great weekend. It was Father's Day this past Sunday. I'm recording this on Sunday. I uh, I was gonna. I, I decided last minute that I was gonna go see my family because uh, at first I wasn't gonna go because they were going to Connecticut, and I'm like, first of all, Connecticut is like another country. I, I could get to another country before I can get to Connecticut. It is so far. It is so far, and where they live, it is just so far from where I live, and it's probably from really far from where all you guys live too, unless you live out there in the boonies, okay? Unless you're like Sasquatch and you live in the gosh darn woods. So I was like not trying to go all the way out there. And then I, I last minute I said, you know what? I'm going. So I call my, I call my dad and I'm like, oh, I'll go with you guys tomorrow night. This was Friday night. I had decided. And he's going, no, no, don't put yourself out. Don't worry about it. We're only going for a day. It's not a big deal. You know, we'll see you next week. We're going to come by you next week. And I'm like, no, it's fine. Like I want to go. And finally, after me begging him and him going, no, 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 it's a whatever. He goes, all right, we don't have any room for you in the car. We got a lot of furniture we're trying to bring up there. I go, okay, you could have just said that. (laughs) But I'll see them next week. Um, During the week, I think they might come by here. Or maybe maybe I'll go to Long Island for a couple days. You know, because I have an aunt that has a pool. I mean, it's not as nice as my pool, but she does have a pool out there. The only thing with her pool is, and I, I hope to God that she's not listening to this because she will be very upset. The thing with her pool is that it's, it's a heated pool. And I'm kind of like, I want the pool to be freezing if it's a hundred degrees outside. I don't need the pool to be, cause then I feel like I'm a little dumpling in a little bowl of soup. You know what I'm saying? I don't need that. I don't need the, the pool. I don't need the pool to be hot. It's hot outside. It's way more refreshing in my pool where I put bags of ice that I get from the bodega in there. I do. And it is very refreshing and it shocks your entire body, Um, which is nice, which is really nice. But she has a beautiful pool. She has a diving board. I do not dive. You guys know me well enough to know that I would never even attempt diving or really anything else. I, um... Other than that, what, what, what did I do this past weekend? Oh, I had, I had fun this weekend. I ate a lot of, I ate a lot of food, man. I'm just going out to restaurant. I think everybody, and I don't know if it's like this where you guys live, but at least in New York, everyone's going out. Everyone's going out, baby. They're going to restaurants. They're going to bars. They're wearing the outfits that they bought during the panty. So that's what I've been doing. I mean, I've been planning outfits, you know, just to go out to to eat for one year. So it's fun to be able to wear my little my little crop tops and my, and my little halter tops and my little sundresses. It is quite nice. But yeah, I had a, I had a pretty chill weekend. I'm trying to go out. Maybe I will go out to Long Island because I really miss going, um, you know, to the luxurious stores that are out there, like Thomas James Th- Thomas James Maximus. I would really like to go to Timothy, Timothy, Jonathan Maximus, TJ Maxx. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of it. You probably haven't because it's pretty upper echelon. I would say the upper echelon um, do shop at Thomas John Maximus. But 
here's the thing. I know what it's going to, I know the inventory, even though I haven't been, I haven't been to TJ in a while. I know what's going to be in the TJ Maxx when I go. And summer stuff is kind of the least thrilling to me because why does every, first of all, why does everything have a fucking American flag on it? I, I don't understand. We don't need that. We don't need that. I'm not going to wear something that that's, you know, American themed. I'm sorry, but I won't do it. I just, I absolutely refuse. And everything in TJ Maxx during the summertime is always like, I bleed red, white, and blue. And it's, we understand that. But isn't a little sacrilege to even be wearing a flag as clothes? Isn't that like a part of the whole thing? I don't know. But everything's going to be red, white, and blue. There's going to be a lot of, you know, there's going to be a lot of uh, those those things that you hang up on the wall that say things. God, I love those things. I mean, if somebody has, if you go to someone's house and not somebody that's like a family, because I could see a family purchasing those, they're like planks of wood and they say quotes on them that it's just like, who would ever say this? But if it's a family, I get it. Because your mom buys stuff like that, right? Your grandma buys stuff, your aunt buys stuff like that. But if you're a young lady, or a young man, and you have the wall words from TJ Maxx hanging up on your wall, and, and you're not in a relationship, if you bring a person home, a significant other home, or a date, and you have something on your wall that says, like, you know, live, laugh, love, or the, there's definitely some summer ones out right now. There's definitely ones that say, like, life's a beach, right? <laughs> life's a beach you always get a life's a beach in the summertime at um at at thomas thomas james max a miss what's another one my mom had one in her house that was like a day in the country is worth a week in town and i'm like you live in suffolk county on long island you live next to a target and i don't understand the quote ellen i don't get it i don't get it and her Florida, when, when they had a little place in Florida, they don't have it anymore, but, but they did. It was, it was beach themed. You know, there were seashells goddamn everywhere in that, in that house. It, and, and it's like, I get that, you know, but anyway, I know there's going to be a lot of that. I know there's going to be a lot of life's a beach, but I miss it, man. I miss the, the thrill of it all. It really is exciting going to a Marshall's, a TJ, God forbid I step into a Ross's dress for less. If I go to a Ross's dress for less, call the ambulance because I'm going to pass away. I'm going to pass away because it's been too damn long, ladies. I will go to a Ross's dress for less and show my vagina to everyone that works there. I will. Dare me to do it. Dare me to dare me not to do it because I'm doing it over the summer. That's my hot girl summer. I'm going to Ross's dress for less and I'm shaking my ass in a skirt with, with my little thong out, which by the way, I don't even, I think I have one thong. Like I'm too old to really be like buying thongs. And wearing, I, I, I go for comfort. I wear, I wear like, um, like boxer briefs or, or, you know, tidy whities. I have some full coverage, high waist. I know I've talked about my underwear way too many times on the potty, way too many times on the potty. But anyway, you guys know, you know a lot about me. And that's something that, um, that it, it, it's nice. It's nice. And that's what I want. 
but I'm trying to think of anything that I heard this week. I don't think there's much celebrity news that I really want to get into. Um, although a few of you have sent me the very alarming photograph of Ben Affleck. Of course, at this point, I'm addicted. I'm addicted to Ben and Jen. I really am. Um, but there's a, a photo of this man smoking a cigarette and his mask is over just his nose and he's just puffing away on a cigarette. And I'm just like, okay, I love him. I love him. And, and there's no photo that's going to come out unless it's really bad. You know what? I'm not even knocking on wood because anytime I like a guy, this freaking happens. So I'm not even going to ever, I, I don't even want to really even talk about Ben Affleck. I don't want to jinx it, you know, but I love that man and I will stand by him. <laughs> I will stand by. I will stand by Ben. And I just hope Jen's happy. I hope they're both like good. He seems healthier. I gotta say he seems healthier. He's getting that good JLo, whatever type of skincare she uses, which I know she says it's her skincare line. Yeah. Okay. But just fun, just a fun, just a fun old time. We're having in the summer. But let's get into some of these emails. Again, you guys can send in emails to secretkeepersclub at gmail.com. We got some goodies. I got a lot of people that were mad at me um, because last week I was talking about camping and how I'm not sure why people go camping and all that stuff. Um, and I have some great responses here. So we're going to get into one of them. This one says camping slander. Hey, Carly, just listened to the episode and I just got back from a camping trip. You had me cracking up, LOL. So I give to you the answer to your question about why the fuck people camp. For me, I like doing anything and everything outside. Maybe it's something genetic that we as humans haven't evolved to live in a society with an overabundance of convenience and ease. I guess there's just something about going to the middle of the woods with no running water. Okay, see, now I'm having anxiety already reading this. Um, sister, I love you. I don't know if this is selling it to me. The no running water, oh boy. Going into the woods with no running water, needing to cook your food over the fire. See, that I would like because I love a marshmallow. I don't know if I would be able to cook meat or anything really. Um, the, the police are outside my building and, and if you hear the sirens, I apologize genuinely. Um, yeah, I think I would, I would probably stick to like veggies and marshmallows, which is a pretty balanced diet in my humble opinion. She says, and bathing in the river that allows you to reset, maybe just knowing humans are nothing in comparison to mother nature. That I agree with too. All that mushy BS aside, this weekend in the middle of the night, a bobcat came through our campsite. Oh my gosh, snarling. And I really questioned why I was out there sleeping under a tarp better than a bear or a mountain lion, I guess. Yeah, but is it? I don't even know what a bobcat is. I would be so stupid. Aren't bobcats like just a little bit bigger than house cats? I would be petting the thing. I would be like, oh, he went, he, he must be lost. And then I would go and kiss it on the lips and I would get my, in my, I would get my face ripped off. So she said, I attached a picture of our breakfast on Sunday morning, then a couple of backpacking from a backpacking trip last summer. Let me know if you want to join us next time, girl. Let me see what, let me see what's for breakfast. Okay. Wow. Breakfast was a very... It was, okay, I'm going to tell you guys what she had, what they had for breakfast. They have, first of all, cheeseburgers, patties, or, or hamburger patties. So there's, there's three of those. There's tomatoes, and it looks like carrots, which I'm always, you guys, the amount of tomatoes I eat a week, I'm going to freaking turn into a gosh darn tomato at that point. You know how they say you are what you eat? I would be a big tomato. Oh, by the way, I have to tell you guys a story about tomatoes that I just remembered that is infuriating, and I'm going to tell you guys right after this. 
but so they had tomatoes, they had carrots. Okay, we got a little veggie in. And then they had um, eggs, which look good. Oh, by the way, all of this is on a cast iron skillet. So I trust these people. If you know how to work a cast iron skillet and it's not, it, and it doesn't have, I mean, I've had probably 10 of them in my life and I cook with them one time and then I have to throw them away because I don't understand the the whole, it, it's an art in and of itself. And then people who cook with a cast iron skillet go, oh no, it's so easy. All you have to do is cover it in oil and put it in the oven with nothing in it upside down. And then you take it out and then you put more oil on. I'm like, hey, you know what? Seems like a lot of work. Seems like a lot of work for me. And they, and they, and they behave as if this is like a normal thing. But I'm very jealous of people who actually know the ins and outs of, of the cast iron skillet. And I'm sure there's thousands of you that are listening to this right now going, this girl is such a fucking idiot. It's a skillet. It's not that hard. And I get it. Um, also, they had mushrooms, it looks like, or maybe it's a potato, but I think it's a mushroom. And shrimp, which eating shrimp for breakfast seems very... Um, it's, it's, it's a choice. I've never once in my life had seafood. So, so now they're having sea. They said, you know what, let's put the whole food pyramid on here. Cause they had seafood. They had a veggie, they had an egg and they have, they have cheeseburgers, which by the way, I will be present at the next campground. I'm just going to start going to campgrounds for breakfast and start wandering around like Sasquatch. See if anybody invites me to have their little, sh their breakfast shrimps. But yeah, I get it. I get what you're saying about it. You know, you're connecting with nature and all of that stuff. That's really nice. It's really nice. And the pictures you took are beautiful too. Um, so maybe I'll try it. I don't know. That would be something that I would have to do, uh, you know, if I was like seeing a guy and he was like, you know, I don't know, maybe he's like, maybe he's like a lumberjack or something. And he like looks like a lumberjack and he's like a an outdoorsman. I would probably be like, okay you know, I would say that I would say, okay. And I would have to, I would definitely go missing, but at the end of the day, you do, you do things for the people you love, you know, let's get into this next one. Okay. So this next one is a fuck, Mary kill. I'm going to wait until after. Ooh, but the thing that I wanted to tell you guys that I thought of the other day and me and my friend were talking about it and laughing hysterical. And I don't know if I've ever said this on the podcast, but I just want to tell you, and this is might not even mean anything to any of you, but it bothers me so much. I dated a guy once that cut the ends off of a cherry tomato. And I was like, what are you doing? He, first of all, he thought he could cook and he really couldn't. And he was like, oh, I'm going to cut up these tomatoes or whatever. I'm like, all right, you know, a cherry tomato, you slice it down the middle. It's, it's the size of a fucking, it's the size of a fucking peanut M&M, goddammit. Why are you cutting the ends off? And he cuts the ends off. I'm like, uh, what did you just do? And he was like, I cut the ends off. You're not supposed to eat them. I'm like, what planet are men from? And I'm so sorry. And that's like, I know that's a dig at men. I'm sure I've never seen another man do that. So this was just my particular, that was just my choice. You know what I'm saying? But that just cracked me up and me and my friend were talking about it the other day and we were crying laughing, just being like, this man really, he said, I'm cutting the ends off of this thing that's the size of a pea. Watching him do that was insane. Um, was that, there was something else I want to tell you guys, but I, I'm sure it'll dawn on me later. 
but that just cracked me the hell up. Oh, he was the same one that that thought. Uh, actually, no, I can't say that because then you're gonna know who it is. I don't want to ruffle any feathers out here on the, on the potty, you know. But anywho, let's get into this next one. Okay. Bum, ba, da, bum. Okay. This one says at six flags with a blindfold on. Hey, Carly, love your podcast and the Patreon. Tell me why you keep me looking crazy and laughing out loud while I'm at this on the Stairmaster at the gym. Ooh, she's on the Stairmaster. Okay. We're working on the peach for summer 2021 and I get it. And you're on the Stairmaster and you got your peaches down in Georgia. You got your peaches down in freaking Georgia with Justin Bieber. Okay. Anyway, you give the best advice. And my latest mantra is if he wanted to, he would. So thank you for that. Here's the tea. I started dating a coworker. Uh-oh. When the first uh-oh is four words into the, into the passage, we got a problem. Houston. <laughs> oh my God. NASA would fire me. Houston, we have a problem. Are you freaking out? Here's the tea. Houston's like, this spacecraft is going to explode and we need your help. And I'm like, hey, Houston. All right. Okay, so she said, I started dating a coworker right before I was supposed to move. So we decided that it was just going to be fun and casual. Well, as it goes, we spent every minute together since we knew I was leaving and we both fell for each other pretty hard, or so I thought. He wanted to be together after I left. So we attempted to make it work, but it just didn't. He's recently divorced and wasn't in the right headspace and he treated me like shit which I have never let a man do. Your girl was at Six Flags with a blindfold on. That's why moving on has been so hard. I knew it wasn't right and dealt with it anyway. He said he didn't want anything serious, so I knew I needed to move on. To make matters worse, he started hooking up with our other coworker, my very good friend, after I moved out and we ended things. Ooh, they both lied to me about being together and I heard it from mutual friends. I'm feeling hurt all over again. Why are men? So basically I need you to remind me that we are not out here in summer 2021 being sad about men that weigh less than us. Mm-hmm. Okay. First of all, you should have mentioned that he weighed less than you in the beginning of the, in the email, because that also, he cannot handle the peach. He cannot handle the peach. And that's the first thing that you need to realize. And, and that should make you, you know, sleep easier at night. Because some, some men can't handle the freaking peach. But, okay. Here's the thing. We've all been there. And, and we all, I, I, this is something you just learn. And, and it seems like you've learned it. I've learned it. It's just something that we go through if we're dating people. When you really like someone, you kind of, the things that you were like, I will never put up with this again. And I will never do this. And these are my standards and these are my needs. And this is what I want. And this is what I won't put up with. When you really like someone, all that shit goes down the, all that shit goes away. It goes down the drain. Um, unless you're actively trying to do, do the, what you actually, um, Oh, here we go. The brain fart unless you're actively going to dismiss it. Right. Unless you're going to say, um, I know I really care about this person, but I know this person isn't my person and I need to back away. Then that's a different scenario. And that's what we learn to do after we go through these, these things with these people who, by the way, I get it. There's something to be said about 
somebody that you're not supposed to care about. And then you guys spend a lot of time together and then you fall for each other. And it's like, you, you kind of get swept up in it and you romanticize it in a way, but girl, you even said in your email, he treated you like shit. So what are we doing here? Here's the thing from now on. And I need everybody listening to this. This isn't just for girls. This isn't just, this is for everyone. We are too good. You are too good for people who aren't sure about you, period. That's it. And I don't have to see you. I don't have to know what you look like. I don't have to know your background. You're every one of us. You're too good for people who aren't sure about you. And that's what you have to keep reminding yourself. And if they're not sure, it doesn't really matter how much you like them. Because if you were to start dating, the power um, would just be way off balance. You know, they have way too much control. You're kind of putting up with things that you wouldn't normally put up with. And then that's never, ever a good sign of a healthy relationship. It's healthy relationships don't work out that way. Healthy relationships are, are equal and even, you know, but you, the, the, the dynamic will be off if you end up being with someone where you're like, oh, I'm compromising my integrity being with this person, but hey, he's hot and X, Y, and Z. No, we can't do that. If they wanted to, they would, and we're not doing it because we're too good for it. And we're on the gosh darn Stairmaster right now. We're climbing. <laughs> some, some relationships feel like the fucking Stairmaster where you're like, hey, I'm climbing and I'm not getting to the next level. But my buns hurt from climbing and trying so hard, but never actually reaching the next floor because I'm on a machine now. He's the Stairmaster. But you want to know what these people teach us things and we move on and then we meet somebody that would never treat us that way. And then that's how that's how it all works out. Right. Um, let's see this one. OK. This one says, help, please. Hey, Carly, I wrote in before and like an asshole, I sent a half written email, so I figured I'd finish it. I did notice that I did. know it wasn't half written. It was one sentence. And I, I was like, oh, maybe they didn't want, they, maybe they changed their mind. And then, you know, sometimes like a draft sends, which by the way is my worst nightmare. I've done that before. So here we go. Um, thank you for making my sister and I bond through watching you. We re we rewatch Girl Code over and over. So here's my problem. I'm engaged to a wonderful and beautiful woman. She doesn't realize how great she is. It breaks my heart because she's 24, which makes her 10 years younger than me. And I remember being a complete mess, but I don't remember being so down on myself. Let me first tell you that she's been through a lot in her life. So I get the trauma. Um, but she's dealing with recovering from an eating disorder and self-harm. In the time we've been together, she's done uh, a few times in my... I'm sorry, she's done it a few times. And my reaction is always instantly my heart breaks for her and I tell her that it's okay and that'll help her get through it. She has a therapist who honestly sucks and does nothing for her and so she stopped going. My question is, am I doing something wrong by saying it's okay? I just get sad that she has to hurt herself. I'm happy when she tells me the truth, but at the same time, I feel like I'm her mom when I'm asking if she's eaten or if she took her medicine. I love her and... I knew I wanted to marry her within a couple of months of dating, but I don't want her to resent me and I don't want to do anything wrong by saying it's okay, do better tomorrow. Thanks for reading this. And if you can't on the podcast, that's okay. Well, here we are reading it. Okay, so this is something, I don't think you're doing anything wrong. And I don't think by her telling you I did this today, what are you going to do? Say, take it back? You know what I'm saying? You, you, It would be wrong for you to make her feel bad about it. And she's telling you about it, which is 
huge, which is huge because a lot of times when somebody has an eating disorder, sometimes when people have drug addictions or alcohol problems or all of these different things, they don't speak about it. It's like a big secret. So I think that it's huge that she's comfortable and loves you so much that she's telling you all this stuff. It means that she really trusts you. And I think that if you were to be like, what the fuck, what are you talking about? And get mad at her. She probably wouldn't confide in you about this anymore. And that, and just because she would do that, it doesn't mean that she would stop, you know, hurting herself in this way. So I think the best thing that you can do is help her in a positive way, help her find another therapist, help her find a therapist that works for her. A lot of people don't talk about this, but a lot of times you got to go through, you're kind of like dating therapists for a little bit before you find somebody that gets you and that you feel comfortable with and that you feel like you guys can, you know, vibe off of each other. It's an unfortunate thing because it takes a lot and, and opening up to people is so difficult, but, um, you know, I think if she finds the right person, um, I also know that like specifically for eating disorders and self-harm and these things, um, you know, there are specific treatment centers you can go to, which is something that I would probably recommend if this were one of my friends telling me that she was having a problem, I would, um, you know, find a treatment center, help her find a treatment center or recommend, you know, find a few and recommend them to her and see if she could do something like that. Because I think that helps. And, <clears throat> you know, with these things, like I said, by the time she tells you it's too late, but maybe you can set up, uh, you know, this is such a difficult thing to talk about because it's so specific to the person. You know what I'm saying? Like everyone has their triggers. So speak to her about what triggers her. Maybe tell her if you're thinking about doing this, call me or come to me or do this for, you know, they teach you different things too. I just know from like my friends who have been through similar situations, they teach you like um, things to do if, uh, if you're thinking about hurting yourself or if you're thinking about doing drugs or, or anything that you're in this treatment for, they teach you certain things to kind of distract your mind. So I think her be going to the right therapist and her going to the right treatment center would help with that. Um, but I think you're, I don't think you listening to her and saying it's going to get better and we're going to help you and we're going to do better tomorrow. I don't think that's you condoning what she's doing. But I think that it's nice that you guys have such an open and honest relationship. That means a lot. And, and you just got to find the right therapist or the right treatment center, really. Cause these things, they don't just go away. You gotta, you gotta hit it in the right spot, you know? So let's do, and keep us posted on that. You, you guys know, I love a follow-up email. Okay. So let's do this one. This one says a series of unfortunate events and a shit crappens. Ooh, we have several shit crappens, I think, because I think I got another one that was just a shit crappens. I have to double check. So this one says, hey, girl, I'm going to make this short. About eight months ago, I moved to a new state and I've spent that I've spent a little time in. I start a new job, meet my absolute angel of a boyfriend, and we have a very happy, healthy relationship. The other time I was in the state, I was 18, visiting a friend in college, and I ended up banging her friend. And we ended up FaceTiming and texting for a few months, but losing touch. My boyfriend and I were talking the other day and tell me how... 
I realized the guy I fucked at 18 was my boyfriend's best friend. The only other person I banged in a very populated state. Like, how does that happen? Anyway, my boyfriend took it badly. He was very mature about it saying I didn't do anything wrong. He's not mad, but he just got so sad slash in his head. He's doing better now. And he still doesn't, but he still doesn't want to have sex. I told him what I told him last week, he, had a few very upset days. So obviously didn't want to bang, but he's pretty much fine now. And he still hasn't tried. He said he needs time before sleeping with me again. Like what's good. Does he think that I'm dirty or something knowing that I hooked up with his friend? I'm trying to be understanding, but if he's past being upset about it with me and his friend, why does he not want to bang? Please, please help. Okay. And then she puts a shit crap in. So girl, he needs to get over it. Period. He needs to get over it. We're all adults here. And it's so wrong. I always, always say this. It's so wrong to hold somebody's past against them. Somebody's past choices, decisions, mistakes that they've made. You, it, it's just not fair. It's not fair. And it's not productive because there's nothing that anyone can do about it. Like there's nothing you can do or say that's going to take that back. So uh, he's got to deal with it. And I don't think it's right for him to kind of be holding that against you in this way. I think it's, you know, I, I mean, it's just so like, this is like one of life's big jokes, right? Like you hooked up with one guy in the state years ago, and now all of a sudden you're dating his best friend. Like, what the fuck? Why does this happen? But, um, I think, I think he'll get over it. He has no choice but to get over it. But I think you should say something to him in terms of like, listen, I don't want this hanging over my head. We've both been with other people before. If this is news to you, like I, we didn't meet at a freaking on christiansmingles.com. You know what I'm saying? We didn't meet, we didn't meet on virginsonly.com. Like we both have a past. Are you really going to do this to me right now? I don't think it's fair. So that's what I would say. And he really doesn't have, I mean, this was before you knew him. So, so why even who cares? But, you know, he wouldn't like that if you did that to him. Okay. So here's the shit crappens. Coincidentally, when I got home from visiting my friend in college and blacking out on Burnett's pink lemonade vodka. Okay. Don't know what that is, but it sounds good for five days straight, I was deathly hungover. I stopped at a Wendy's drive-thru on my way home from the airport and I was eating in my car when I got bubble guts. I unfortunately trusted a fart. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I unfortunately trusted a fart and shit my pants. <laughs> at 11 a.m. in a Wendy's parking lot, I had to run over to the store being like, I was just in your drive-thru. Can I please, please use your bathroom? When I threw out my underwear and cleaned up before having to work a brunch shift as a waitress. Oh my God, girl. Shitting your pants in a Wendy's parking lot is a whole nother level of shitting your pants. I would say that's like its own thing. You know what I'm saying? That's in any fast food restaurants, parking lot, if you're shitting your pants, you, I mean, it is not good, but girl, what was it that, that caused it? Was it the drinking thing? Like, was it the hangover? I don't know. I don't really be, I don't really drink liquor or any type of stuff like that. So I don't know. Does it make you like shit your pants like that? I don't know. I really don't want to do it now, <laughs> but oh my goodness, you guys are too, you guys are too freaking funny. 
And we do have a fuck, Mary kill. We have a couple of fuck, Mary kills here. I think there was one in an email. Hold on. Oh, here we go. It says fuck, Mary kill. And that's it. So this is impossible end of the world scenarios of a fuck, Mary kill. Okay. This one says fuck, Mary kill hike the whole Appalachian trail alone attempt to survive a zombie apocalypse or attempt to survive life alone on a deserted island. Ooh. See, this is hard because I've seen Naked and Afraid. I definitely see Naked and Afraid, and I know that it is not easy out there, especially if you're naked. So, okay, let's... This is impossible because it's like, uh, here's the thing. I'm going to, I'm going to, the first one that I'm going to kill, this is when it's a hard fuck, Mary kill. I always kill first. So I'm going to kill the Appalachian trail, the Appalachian trail, because there is absolutely no way. I'm not saying I could make it in any of these scenarios, but there is just absolutely no way that I would be able to hike the Appalachian trail alone. There's no, absolutely no way. First of all, it's so long. It takes like a year. Like, what am I, Forrest Gump? I'm not trying to do it. I'm not trying to do it. People, people go, I feel like people die on the damn Appalachian Trail. Some parts of it are really, really dangerous. You need people with you. To go by yourself is absolutely psychotic. To go on the Appalachian Trail by yourself. It's crazy town. It's not an easy, it's not an easy, you know, hike or walk or trail. So that's, it's just not happening. And, and that also, you know, there's a lot of other things like weather and I'm not trying to really be doing that right now. It's just not going to fit in my life. So I'm killing the Appalachian trail. Uh, okay. And then the other two are attempt to survive a, a zombie apocalypse or attempt to survive life alone on a deserted Island. See, a deserted island, I'm kind of like, I feel good about a deserted island. Like, I don't really want to be, if if there's apocalyptic situations happening, I don't really want people around me. You know, at least if there's a deserted island, I can sleep at night because I know there's not a killer on the damn island that's coming to snatch me. Right? It's deserted. So it's really, to be fair, it's a private island. And it's my island. So I'm marrying that. Because I would love to live on my own private island. And that is the way that I'm spinning it. Because I think that's the way I would be able to handle it. And also, you guys know I'm good with plants. I'm good with animals. I feel like I, de- I definitely can't build some type of a shelter. But I could probably learn. I could probably learn how to build something. You know, with little leaves and sticks and stuff. That would be cute. And then you go spirit. By the way, I would look so fucking gorgeous on a deserted island. I would be so tan. I would only be eating fish and whatever fruits come from a tree. So I'm eating all organic, right? The body would look good. I would have a tan. My hair is getting longer. My hair is getting blonder. What? Free highlights. Nothing is bad about that scenario to me. I would look like such a bad bitch. And it would honestly, the only thing that I would cry about every night is other people not being able to see how cute I look on my little island with my little skirt. Oh my God, I would make a skirt. Stop, guys, I want to go. I would make a skirt out of, out of leaves. 
stop it's like the little oh my god stop it's too cute no stop i can't even think about this right now stop a coconut bra i will i will i will go to a deserted island right now i will go there right now and now i'm all excited so i'm marrying that because i actually want to do that because i think the outfits would be cute and i would look cute even if i could just go to desert island maybe for like six months a year get my shit tight and get back out there forget it forget it so that's a definite and then I'm fucking the zombie apocalypse because you want to know what I've learned just from my experience playing video games. Zombies really aren't fast. You know, you could kind of get away from them. I think I would I would sooner survive a zombie apocalypse than than survive the Appalachian Trail. And I mean that because zombies, all you have to do, I don't know if you guys know this, all you have to do is chop their heads off. So if I had some type of a really long sword, I could easily do that. I could do that. I don't even have to touch you, you know? And they are slow because a lot of times their legs, they got one little janky leg. I don't know what it is with zombies, but they never are walking straight. Terrible posture, terrible speed. I could outrun one. There's not many things I could outrun. A zombie is one of them. They're kind of always dragging one leg. And I wonder why that is. And a lot of times they only have one arm too. So I don't know. I just feel like I would just chop their heads off. I think if you, uh, what is it? It depends on the, the video game or whatever show you're watching. But sometimes like if you stab them in the neck, they die. It's like, oh, hello, I could do that. No problem. Would never get bit. Would never get bit by a zombie. Mm-mm. That used to freak me out watching The Walking Dead when, they, when the zombies would be like, you would think that they were like actually people. You would think that it's like, oh, that's just this man's wife. And then her eyes turn like white. You're like, oh, fuck. He just got bit. It's like a bunch of vampires, a bunch of vampires, right? But anywho, I think that was, was there another fuck America? Let me just double check because a lot of times I feel like I say, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to do this one. And then boom. And then it, it, it disappears on me. And by that, I mean, I just lose it. Uh, let me just double check. Was it the Six Flags one? Okay, it was not the Six Flags one. Oh, it's so funny. I just read the bottom of hers. She said, <laughs> say hi to my dad if he's in your luxurious swimming pool or something like that. But yeah, you guys, that's that's it. That was the fuck, Mary kill. That was a good fuck, Mary kill. Let me know what you guys would do. Um, hope you guys have a wonderful week ahead of you. Everybody stay safe, stay happy treat each other with kindness. This is my little, my little mantra. Hope you guys are doing great and I will see you next week. Bye.